great Odin's raven. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. This is, uh, this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, with, I'll go. Hello and welcome to Film Pulse Weekly, episode 13. My name is Adam. And I'm Kevin. And today we're going to be going over a segment we like to call Best and Worst, where we each pick a movie we would give a 10 out of 10, and one we would give a 1 out of 10. We also have Ryan with us to talk about a movie we made him watch called Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., starring David Hasselhoff, in honor of The Avengers coming out this Friday. I can't wait. I know, I'm excited. And finally, we will also be making our predictions for this week's opening films. Uh, first, we like to go over movies we watched this week, but I would also like to ask you, Kevin, if you heard the latest Mel Gibson rant. Have you heard this? No, I have not. Okay, so I have the clip here. Now, for those of you that don't know, Mel Gibson is pretty famous for... <laughs> Losing his cool, you could say, and, and having not, it, not liking Jewish people, and having it filmed or uh, recorded as well. So, uh, he's working on a new movie, I guess, with writer Joe Esterhaus. And a few weeks back, Joe Esterhaus came out with some some harsh words against Mel Gibson, saying that he was just a terrible person and really hard to work with and he's just so filled with anger and hate well it turns out that I guess Joe Esterhaus and his son were over at Mel Gibson's house and Mel Gibson lost his cool and Joe Esterhaus's son recorded it on his phone and released it (laughs) on the internet so we have uh now for those of you that are sensitive to swearing, this is pretty chock full of swearing. And I also, it's it's kind of hard to understand, so I actually have the transcript here too. So we'll give it a quick listen, and then I'll read over the transcript. And that might be kind of fun. Okay, so let me let me read the transcript because it's probably funny if it's if it's read. Why don't I have the first draft of the Maccabees? I guess this is why he's so upset because he's he feels like this script should be done or whatever. 
So he says, why don't I have the first draft of the Maccabees? What the fuck have you been doing? I'll type it. Mumbling inaudible. It's her. (laughs) Mumbling inaudible. (laughs) I go to work. You're getting paid. I'm not shit. I'm earning money for a filthy little cocksucker who takes advantage of me. Just like every motherfucker. So hurry the fuck up. Throwing things, knocking down a totem pole. (laughs) I love the knocking down a totem pole part. That's my favorite so far. Fuck. God. Coming up from the billiard room and approaching the table and screaming at the top of his lungs in the face of his guests. Who wants to eat? Who the fuck wants to eat? (laughs) Go have something to eat. Hooray! Screaming. Fuck. 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 Fucking hate. (laughs) Fucking cunt cocksucker whore. Uh, Then we have another fuck. Screaming as he runs toward the driveway, gets into his car and drives away. (laughs) Oh my god. Why is he so crazy? I don't know. But, uh... Apparently, I guess I didn't see this, but I'm just now reading that he was on uh, the Tonight Show with Leno, and he said, Leno asked him, "Was it just you just swearing at the guy?" And um, Gibson replies, "Yeah, pretty much. Maybe you don't know this about me, but I've got a little bit of a temper." <laughs> well, it's funny that he's like kind of joking about it. I like to see him host SNL. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> My, this is, uh, my favorite part of this new tape is this. Who wants to eat? Who the fuck wants to eat? Go have something to eat! Hooray! <laughs> it is, without a doubt, one of the best things I've heard in a long time. Uh, I think that's just... <clears throat> oh, Mel. Oh, Mel. Keep it up, please. Mm, that's how every dinner party should go. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to eat. <clears throat> you should just yell that. Who wants to eat? <laughs> like he, he says it with such authority. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. What is the first movie you saw this week? I finally saw The Descendants. Oh. And? Uh, let me first start off by saying that I I got this from Netflix. And, you know, the little sleeve that it comes in. Yeah. First sentence on it. Spoiler. No. Not, I mean, not that important, but still, come on, Netflix. You get out the sleeve, and the first sentence is, when his wife dies in a boating accident. So, like, right off the bat, I'm like, oh, his wife dies. Yeah, and then they, Yeah, and they do the whole voiceover thing in the beginning. He's like, she will pull through. And I'm sitting there and going, no, Netflix told me she doesn't. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the movie overall? uh, It was better than I thought it would be. But then again, I didn't think it was going to be that good. I liked it quite a lot. I'm a big Alexander Payne fan. I am not. And I don't understand why. This guy gets nominated over and over again. Um, I don't know. But then again, I'm not sure if... I don't know, maybe it's just my age, or maybe I just don't relate to his movies like some people do. I guess there's nothing really relatable for me in most of his films. I... 
couldn't say that I can relate to his movies, but I still enjoy them very much. I really liked About Schmidt and Sideways. I, I liked all his movies, really. Yeah, I didn't like Sideways that much. I it's... didn't love it, but... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. The performance from George Clooney just seemed like George Clooney from numerous other films. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I don't know. I guess I could go. I I could agree with you on that. Um, I, I like that the the one guy from Community was he was the one writer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won yeah. an uh, he won, won an, an Oscar Academy for Award. It. Yeah, yeah, the dean from Community. And it's so it's so funny because every time we watch Community. Uh, I always point out to my girlfriend that he's an Oscar winner, and like the one episode, it wasn't this week's; it was last week's. He was dr- dressed <laughs> yes, up. Yes, I did the same exact thing. <laughs> he was dressed up as like a half woman, half man. <laughs> and I go, Oscar winner. That's exactly what I did. That's that's odd that we both did the same thing. He's yeah, awesome. but it's yeah. As soon as he walked in, I was like, that guy won an Oscar. He's awesome. What would you give Descendants out of ten? Oof. Maybe like a, like it was six, I guess. Wow. See, I, that was like one of that's that's funny because that was like one of my favorite movies of the year. Really, I loved it. Wow. I mean, I I would give it. <clears throat> I'd probably give it an eight. I wouldn't give it mm. any higher than that, but. But I do. I like this. Uh, ever since, well, I know this movie came out before we talked about it. Uh, Matthew Lillard, he's popping up everywhere now. Yeah, that's right. He is in that. Yeah. Which is odd. He's making a bit of a comeback. A little bit, yeah. Uh, from what I've been hearing, I think that he should be behind the camera more than in front of it. But Yeah, I'm pretty excited for his uh, that new film that we talked about. Yep. Uh, was it Fat Kid Rules the World or something like that? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Yep. Way, way to go, Shaggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first movie that I saw this week was In the Loop. Have you seen this? Yes. I know. I, for I some reason, this In the Loop. This was one that just kind of slipped by me. I ne- I never saw it. So, um, after watching the the premiere, the pilot episode of Veep on HBO, I I knew that it was the same guy that did In the yeah. Loop. So, like, oh, I gotta check out In the Loop because I really enjoyed Veep, uh, quite a bit. So yes, I, I I want to see that. That does look really good. Well, if you liked In the Loop, you'll like Veep. It's nice. essentially the exact same. And I guess this this guy In the Loop was based off of a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. That this guy did. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I think it, was it was called, called uh, the Th- The Loop. No, I think it was called The Thick of That's, It. Mm, Th- yes. The Thick of It was the TV show, and uh, In the Loop kind of about it's sort of a mockumentary about idiot politicians in i guess parliament where they they send this sort of liaison over to the US to sort of liaise <laughs> with the US government when they're planning on going to war very very funny uh the the girl from my girl is in it and she's in Veep too. Her name escapes me right now. It's it's um, Anna Ch- Chlumsky. Mm. 
the girl from My Girl. Mm. Gotcha. She was in In the Loop, and she's also in Veep. So, yes. very funny, and very funny. I highly recommend that. Yes, I the favorite. Uh, my favorite part of that movie is extremely creative swearing <laughs> and name calling. Yeah, just the best. It was actually nominated for uh, best adapted screenplay in 2010. Really? Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I would hope for the creative swearing. Yeah, if you <clears throat> if you like Veep on HBO, check out In the Loop. It's essentially the same thing. Then this In the Loop was the first time that I saw uh, Zach Woods. Yeah, yeah. That this was before he was on The Office. Yeah. You got anything else? Uh, I just well, I rewatched Headhunters for my review that I posted on the site. Ah, uh, yes. So. Very much enjoyed Headhunters. Indeed. A lot of a lot of Joe Nesbo stuff coming out. Yes, I mentioned that in the review. Or yeah, that I have a feeling that we're going to be seeing a good number of adaptations of his novels. That's great because I love. I love crime stories. Mm-hmm. That type well, that of thing. was the other thing that I ended the review with is that I think that this is going to be Hollywood's next thing is the the whole Scandinavian crime noir adaptation, something sort of like they went crazy with with the Japanese horror remakes. Mm. I think that's going to be their thing for you know the next couple of years. Yeah, I could definitely see that, especially with uh, the success of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're just all as good as that one. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. That actually kind of leads into my next movie called The Aggression Scale. I was so excited to see this, and I was so excited that I had an opportunity to see this. This is uh, one of my top picks from South by Southwest this year. It played on the Midnighter series where they do all their genre films and stuff. And this is essentially, I would describe it as a cross between Drive and Home Alone. That would be my description. It's about a family who moves into a new home. We don't really know why they're moving or what's going on. We know that uh, it's a step family, so it's a father, and then he has a biological son, and it's uh, the mom, and she has a biological daughter. The daughter's older. She's like 17. The son's like probably 13 or 14, and we know that he has some sort of problems because uh, he doesn't talk, but basically there's a home invasion. These mobsters are trying to recover this money that was stolen from them, and they think that the father's the one that, that took the money. And okay. the son turns out he's kind of crazy. And he's incredibly intelligent. And he Always. immediately he immediately goes into like survival mode and like sets up all these elaborate traps throughout the house and stuff. And it is just fantastic. I love movies like this. I guess it would be considered... It's more of a... It's not a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. It is quite violent. But it is just excellent. It's one of those movies where you kind of see all the items. Like, during the setup of the film. Like, when they're first moving in. The camera kind of shows you 
different things. And in the back of your mind, you're like, I know that's going to come back later, but you don't know how, but this, mm-hmm. but you kind of know that this kid is going to MacGyver up the, these different items and make some crazy stuff. So how old is the kid? I think he's 13 or 14, somewhere around there. I, uh, getting really, why is, I guess that's a new thing too now, where all these kids are super geniuses. Yeah, well, he's... The super genius kid. They explain it in the movie. It's the whole, the title of the movie, Aggression Scale, comes from when, like, child psychologists uh, analyze sort of, like, uh, aggressive behavior in children mm-hmm. they when they get analyzed it's they get something called an aggression scale and this kid it turns out that he was like 99.4 percent so it's not like it's a movie like extremely loud incredibly close where the, yeah. the kid's just wise beyond his years and and talks like an adult or anything like that it's not like that it's more like I mean, the kid doesn't talk in the whole movie. He doesn't have any lines. He's just a troubled kid. And at first, you kind of think, oh, he's a psychopath. But he's, I don't think he is. I think he's just, um, you know, but, got, got a high aggression scale. But, I mean, did they, I take it they didn't do anything? I mean, when you find out that your kid has an aggression skill... Well, that that's actually... Before. Yes, that's actually part of the plot. Okay. So they do explain it, and they do... It, that's that's all part of it. Uh, I don't want to okay. give anything away, but... Uh, what, I, might, I, I might have to check this out. Oh, yeah, definitely. The way that it's filmed, the camera work... It's, it's a low-budget film. It's very low-budget. I believe it's shot on digital, but the camera work is great... I, I loved this the cinematography in it. I thought it was really cool. Just a just a cool vibe to the movie. I wanted more. I wanted to. I wanted more of it. I want to. I want a sequel. I want to see more of this kid because it's it's just a cool movie. And one other thing to note, Jacob Reynolds is one of the thugs, and he's the kid from Gummo that takes the bath. No. Yep. No. Well, I have to watch it now. Yeah. Gummo? Are you kidding me? Yep, he's the <laughs> creepy little kid in Gummo. Now he plays a creepy, a creepy grown man. That is awesome. Yep. Oh, this is a must see now. I haven't even seen it, but it's must see. Yeah, you definitely got to check it out. It's it's great. And Derek Mears is in it as well. He's he plays in a lot of horror movies and stuff. I think he's the new Jason in the new Jason movie. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a really cool guy. We actually met him in Orlando. So, any others on your list? No, that was it. I have a few. Just one, actually. Pirates Band of Misfits. Saw that this weekend. You can check out the review, my review for it on the site. If you want to know more, I wasn't into it. I wasn't that into it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really into it either. I mean, I'm a huge Wallace and Gromit fan, but <clears throat> I don't know. There were just not really into pirates or anything pirate related. I like pirates. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of like the parts of the Caribbean movies, but the 
I like the concept of pirates. I think it's pretty cool. This movie just wasn't that funny, and there were certain aspects of it that I really enjoyed, but they didn't really go into, like, his his competition, the other pirates that he was competing against in the Pirate of the Year competition. They were um, Selma Hayek, Jeremy Piven, and Al Roker. Okay. And th- those three characters were very interesting, but they didn't really get into them too much. You didn't see them too much. Mm-hmm. And my biggest problem that I said in the review was I didn't like the main, the pirate captain. That's his name, the pirate captain. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like him too much. He was voiced by very creative. Yeah. That is a very creative name. Well, th- that was kind of the funny bit about all the pirate names they were all named different things like um the pirate with the scarf albino pirate <laughs> like they they all their names were descriptions of how they looked like the one was like pirate with gout or something <laughs> so there were there were funny things in the movie i particularly liked the albino pirate who was voiced by anton yelkin he was, I think he had the funniest lines. They actually changed him. He was voiced by a different person in the UK version. Mm. And they did a couple voice changes for the US version, which I'm not sure why they do that, but you want to do some Ryan Watches a Movie? Yes, please. Here we go. This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and report back to us on if it was good or not. Oh no. Magi. Oh, those <laughs> kids got naked and had lots of sex. Welcome back, Ryan. What movie did we have you watch this week? Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is the 1998 film starring David Hasselhoff. This is actually a TV movie, but we figured it would still be fun for you to watch it anyway. This is based on the Marvel Comics character of Nick Fury. Hasselhoff plays Fury. Before we get into what you thought of this movie, Ryan, let's go ahead and listen to the trailer. This is Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. From the pages of entertainment history, from a brand renowned for nonstop action adventure, from a name that stirs the imagination... From a universe where good is heroic and evil sets the screen ablaze, comes a man who will always remain a hero. I'll get that vampire's blood if I have to suck it from her neck. (laughs) 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 I love... (laughs) Oh. I was just about to say I'm done. Yeah, that's quite enough. Ryan, what did you think? What do you think I thought? This movie had f***ing David Hasselhoff and and the sporting actress was a chick who I'm pretty sure had some base lips in Hollywood aside from Angelina Jolie. He's referring to Lisa Rina? 
Yeah. Yes. She's uh, she's the that's who we just heard in the trailer, I believe. Yeah, and she's, she's awful. Awful. Yeah, she's she's from uh, soaps, I guess, right? Lot yeah. of soaps, yeah. Okay. Days of d- our d- lives. Days of our lives. That's what it is. Okay, oh, that's what I thought. She just looks like she would be from a soap opera. Like as yeah. soon as I saw her picture, I was like, she's probably in soap operas. Yeah. And I was correct. So. She's probably a dumb. B- Whoa. Uncalled for. <laughs> Oh, Ryan. What's this movie about, Ryan? Tell us what it's about. Uh, basically, Harrison, or, yeah, Harrison. <laughs> Harrison? <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> One second. One I'm second. Sorry. Before you go any further, right. you are welcome, David Hasselhoff. You just got, like, yeah. Harrison Ford. <laughs> High point so, of your career. So, basically... He plays an agent, Nick Fury, which is based on a comic book character. And he, the movie starts out with him getting kicked out of the army, or whatever, military, whatever you call it. And uh, after he gets kicked out, they send some new guy to get him back and he gets her all angry and he punches her again in the face and then he tells him he'll come back so he goes back and you find out that that Lisa Rena is like him and De- her and David Asoff have a love history and and uh Jordan Lady who uh the Shield agent killed or the Shield agency killed his this guy's son and daughter come to fruition and try to freeze him and bring him back to life. And the movie's just like about I mean, it's very, it's a very drawn out movie, so there's not like a ton of plot, but there's some, but it's very, everything is very, very drawn out. So this was actually a made-for-TV movie on Fox back in 1998. Let me go ahead and read the IMD plot summary here, just so we can get that straight. Marvel's hard-boiled hero is brought to TV. He is brought back to fight the menace of Hydra after exiling himself in the Yukon since the end of the Cold War. The children of the former Hydra head, Baron von Stucker, have taken charge of the terrorist organization. Under the lead of his vicious daughter, Viper, Hydra has seized a deadly virus and threatens the destruction of America. The covert agency S.H.I.E.L.D. brings Fury out of retirement to fight the terrorists. There we go. That sounds quite generic. It's really a shame to me that Marvel let their licensing just completely go wild during this time. Yeah. And that they let this happen. Yeah. uh, yeah. I also have a problem. This movie is just filled with cheesy lines, just like you heard in the trailer. 
and it's filled with shitty CG and horrible acting all around. It just sucks. They could have been cool, like the story itself. That that was cool. But everything associated with it is terrible. This is directed by a guy named Rod Hardy. He did the Robinson Crusoe movie with Pierce Brosnan, which I believe was a made-for-TV movie as well. And he did a bunch of other TV. He did a lot of TV. Yeah, he did almost all TV. He did some... And it's funny because it's like he does one episode. So it's like... They bring him on for one episode, and they're like, all right, we're done with you. That's probably because they know how shit he is after one episode. Yeah, like he did one episode of Supernatural, one episode of Covert Affairs, one episode of Persons Unknown. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, but you know what the the weird thing is? The writer of this movie is David S. Goyer. yeah. David S. Goyer. This guy wrote The Dark Knight. He helped write The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. He also wrote Batman Begins. The Dark Knight he, Rises, the new Man of Steel movie. Yeah, like, this guy is probably the most prolific um, comic book to movie screenwriter. He does everything. Ghost Rider. He did both Ghost Riders, uh, the Blade movies. The only thing that I don't like is, what you know, I'm on his IMDb page for and under writer at the top for 2015 is untitled Batman reboot. I don't, yeah, I don't, that's, I don't like that idea. That's in the works. It's, it's just awful. Cause Nolan's not doing a fourth one, but well, they can't, let it go. they can't let the, they can't just end it. Yeah, you can just give <laughs> up. go on to something else. I agree. He also did the unborn, which was a pretty interesting horror movie that I was, that I was into. He also did uh, Dark City. Yeah, I liked that movie a lot, too. Kiefer. Kiefer. David Asoff. He is such an asshole. Whoa. In this this movie or in general? No, in general. (laughs) He, like, I mean, his Mm. acting is just, I mean, it's, I don't want to call it good, but it's, like, it fits the generic, like, some of the other stars that get, like, five million made-for-TV movies because yeah. they want to cash, you know, popularity. You know, it, after watching the trailer for this, it looks very similar to a Battlestar Galactica or one of those shows that they would always have on the WB, like Charmed or Xena or Hercules. Like it had that Mm. same kind of, had that same kind of feel to it where clearly they didn't have as big of a budget as a a movie. So they had to lower the budget a little bit to get it on TV. So it had that TV look to it. (laughs) Yeah, it did. It looked like shit. Like as far as... (laughs) As far as Hasselhoff goes, uh, I don't even understand him at all. I don't understand the appeal. I think he's absolutely terrible as an actor. I think he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he is. 
He's the only the only time I like him is when he's making fun of himself, like uh, you know, when Comedy Central roasted him or whatever. But he wasn't even funny in that, so no. he seems like a Mel Gibson type to me. That performance he, piece that he did though with the the cheeseburger, <laughs> saw that yeah. I saw that on the YouTube. That was, I mean, that was next level stuff. I just want him to. But he never to come really out. he never really followed up on that. No, he didn't. I want him just to come out with something like this. Who wants to eat? Who the fuck wants to eat? Go have some eat! Hooray! That's never going to get old, and that's never going to leave my soundboard, so. Yes. I, 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 I want to see a mashup now of, of that uh, Mel Gibson yelling that, and to just cut real quickly to David Hasselhoff eating a cheeseburger on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it would be better if he was wearing his Nick Fury eye patch when he was rolling around on the floor eating yeah. a cheeseburger. Uh, we'll Photoshop that in. And smoking a cigar. There's... I mean, this this movie was made in 1998. Like, it wasn't even that long ago. So, you know, when I first was looking at different uh, superhero movies to give you, Ryan, I was like... I seem to remember some really bad Nick Fury movie coming out with Hasselhoff. And for some reason, I was thinking that it was old, like late 80s, early 90s. Well, N- not I can 98. see how you make them shake because this movie looks like it was f***ing filmed in 1980. Like, yeah, the CG is absolutely ridiculous. Like, that clip that I showed you earlier, uh, when the, the f***ing space... Whatever the hell it's called, the space like portal thing where they land, it just appears out of nowhere. And then when it's in that viewpoint where they're flying to it, you can tell that it's just this dude sitting in a cockpit. Yeah, behind a green screen, in front of a green screen. Yeah, exactly. I actually wouldn't. You told me that this was the movie that you gave to him. Just based mm. on the title alone, I thought that this was one of those like animated, like sort of spin-off type deals. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. And then I found out David Hasselhoff's in it, and this this was a real thing. It blew yeah. it blew my mind. Live action. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was a made-for-TV movie until I did a little bit of digging, and then I realize like okay so i mean i guess that makes up for it a little bit it wasn't made it wasn't made for tv it was made for assholes (laughs) i think that they also came out with uh, around this time they came out with an avengers pilot like a tv show a live action avengers tv show I don't think the uh, I think the pilot probably leaked on the internet somewhere, but I don't think it uh, was officially released or anything. And they looked really, really bad. It was it was either the Avengers or the Justice League. Might have been a Justice League. Wasn't there an Avengers show like back in the yeah we discussed well pre eighties? You oh you. Yeah, we the, we talked about this. Yeah, the British Avengers with their bowler hats. Mm-hmm. 
So, Ryan, I'm going to give you a drum roll. During the drum roll, you announce the score. Are you ready? Yep. Three. Oh. Three out of ten for Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Any final thoughts, Ryan? Don't watch this unless you're a chick and you like David Hasselhoff a lot, because other than that, this movie is completely f***ing useless. Or if you're a man and you like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> that is also true. No, did... men are not allowed to watch this movie. <laughs> oh, you can't. Uh, I'm sorry. What the hell did am you, I watching? Did, did, you, did you come up with a clever tagline? What I did, what did I tell? Oh, my tagline is do hassle off. <laughs> do hassle the off. <laughs> Not that clever, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll go with it. Uh, I made not a different. I actually watched it twice. Just so I can remember again what was happening. Wow. You, it seems like you watch these movies over and I, over. I I do when uh, normally when I when you guys give me a movie I watch it a few times just it's, so it's, because it's, it's, it's sort of odd. For, he's a glutton for punishment. What it also I, sounds like he's extremely professional. He's more professional than we are. <laughs> I barely watch a movie <laughs> no, once. No, dude. And, and this guy's like, I have to watch this three times. This is serious. He's taking notes. It's not. It's not being professional. I just. I forget everything under the sun. Uh, I just. I have this image in my head now, where you're sitting there watching Nick Fury or that Titanic movie or whatever the hell you're watching, and you have like reading glasses on and a little tablet, like a little moleskin or something. Yeah. And you're just writing in it, and you sort of like put them down to the end of your nose and check and back, and then you take them out and you're sort of nibbling <laughs> on them between your teeth. Both times I watched this movie, I did have my Brandy Jackson glasses on. <laughs> Randy Jackson glasses, nice. Sure. Very nice. And to see you just like pausing it, rewinding, yes, starting it again. Be like, what did Hasselhoff say there? Right, you were really when, like when interpreting I... every every line. You were just trying to searching for symbolism. Yes, when I hear some like really catch in my ear or eye, I wanna I rewind it and get the exact timestamp so that I call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of the shit's really, really ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, Ryan, we appreciate your in-depth critical analysis of all these films that we're sending you. And you're, my, we have, you're my favorite critic. We way. have I, next week's run lined up for you already, so it's going to be a good one, I think. Fantastic. Thank you once again, Ryan, and we will see you next week. All right. See you later. <laughs> See ya. Let's talk about some Amazon deals. First up, we have Last Temptation of Christ, Criterion Collection Blu-ray, $20.99 on Amazon. Wow. Uh, it's normally $39.95. Now, you can check out all the movies that we're going to be talking about on the Film Pulse store. Just go to filmpulse.net, click store, 
And you can also click on the Amazon banner shop as you would, and you'll be helping out the show greatly with that. And we appreciate that very much. Uh, next up, we have the Muppets two disc Blu-ray DVD combo, twenty four ninety nine. These aren't these aren't great deals today. I'm noticing that they're not they're not great, but there's some some good stuff here. Thin Red Line Criterion Collection Blu-ray twenty five twenty. That's on sale from $39.95. They do have really good deals on Criterions, though. Yeah, I particularly like the way that the Thin Red Line cover looks. It mm-hmm. looks really cool. Just got a couple other ones here. Ghost on Blu-ray. Yes. $8.49. Yes. So pick that up. And we I don't al- know what I'm doing today. We also have Fully Cully, the pl- complete series on Blu-ray for $18.99. Fully Cully is one of the few Are you serious? animes that I really like a lot. That is my favorite anime. I love that show. And the, the thing about anime is that normally the Blu-rays and DVDs are insanely expensive. But eighteen ninety nine for the complete Fully Cully, that's a deal. That's awesome. Let's talk about some of our best and worst. We're going to... Enter two new movies into our Hall of Fame and two new movies into our list of shame. Let's uh, mm. let's let's hit up your ten out of ten first. My ten out of ten is is an old movie, back from nineteen forty nine, directed by Carol Reed, entitled The Third Man. The Third Man. Now, have you ever seen The Third Man? No. I have not. Okay. Because I was thinking that for some of these 10 out of 10s, if we have not seen the others 10 out of 10, it can sort of be like a homework assignment where you watch the other person's 10 out of 10 and then report back on what you thought. I'll watch it this week. Because I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, look for it this week. Because this movie is a masterpiece. Orson Welles, right? Orson Welles. Uh, it's based on uh, a novel by Graham Greene, who, of course, you know, is considered one of the greatest novelists of the 20th century. He's written numerous books that have been made into movies. Uh, I think the newest one being Brighton Rock is based on his novel. Uh, the Quiet American, The End of, of the Affair, just tons of movies based on his books. And this movie, The Third Man, I think, is Carol Reed's greatest movie. And the cinematography is amazing. It actually won the Academy Award back when, which I did not know this, I just learned today, uh, during 1939 to 1967, they had separate categories. So they had color cinematography award and then a black and white cinematography award mm, i like that and the, yeah and this movie won for black and white and then of course they just went to the regular cinematography award which apparently the only black and white film since then was schindler's list to win the award wow yeah that's that's interesting yeah i learned all about that award today they had a lot of problems with it at the beginning because apparently they they would have, they awarded it to 
the film and not the cinematographer, and the cinematographer wasn't even mentioned, which is, which is pretty cruel to do. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, you sent me a clip here. Yes, this movie is, I think, one of the main things that it's known for is its iconic soundtrack from uh, Anton Karras, in which he plays the zither, which is not a well-known instrument, but it is amazing, this movie. There we go. Sounds very much like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, that's where it is from. Well, I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm uses it. Yeah, uses it. I think uh, It's Always Sunny even used it a couple times. Yeah, this is a very... I I feel like I've heard this many times. Yes. Very nice. (laughs) Anything else to add about the third man? Um... Just at the end of the movie, when um, they're chasing Orson Welles through sort of like the underground, I don't know, I want to call it like the, the sewer systems in Vienna, it's just, it's amazing. The cinematography and just the lighting and everything. Well, I'm definitely going to watch it this week. I will watch it and I'll report back. Yes, this is it. this is definitely a must-see. This is a what I think is a very important film. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it next week at the top of the show. We'll we'll go over it. My ten out of ten is L.A. Confidential. Ooh, I we both we both want with noirs. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, this coincidence. Uh, I love L.A. Confidential so much. This has always been one of my all-time absolute favorite movies. There's just something about it that I can go back and watch it over and over again. It never gets old. The cast is amazing. The writing is amazing. The way that it's filmed like a noir. I think that this is going to be one of these movies like The Third Man where it stands the test of time. You can watch it 20 years from now, 30 years from now, and it'll still look great and it'll still work. This got nominated for a ton of Academy Awards. We have Best Actress, Best Writing, uh, Screenplay Based on Material Previously Produced or Published, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Director, Editing, (laughs) Original Score, Best Picture, and Best Sound. So, yeah, it rocked the Academy Awards in um, 1998. Sure did. It only Good it Lord. only won for best actress for Kim Basinger and uh, best screenplay, best adapted screenplay. So it only won two, but it was nominated for a ton. But I think that year was that was a big year at the Academy Awards. That's uh, Titanic mm-hmm. was that year, and As Good as It Gets was that year, and The Full Monty was that year and goodwill hunting was that year wow so that was a huge year for movies and i would say if it came out maybe a year before a year later it probably would have won a lot more yeah yeah it was it was tough to uh beat titanic yeah yeah it was 
Uh, this is based on a novel by James Elroy, who did a ton of crime novels, mostly set in L.A. I think they were all set in L.A., actually. He did Street Kings. He did Black Dahlia. Uh, he did... The latest movie was Rampart. He wrote the, mm. he wrote the original book to, to Rampart with Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay. I used to really be into all his stuff. I love... Hollywood noir movies mm-hmm. like uh, Maltese Falcon, I think. I think that's in LA. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is another one that I love. But this one, LA Confidential, is just the the cream of the crop for me. Now, I do remember, I mean, I remember seeing this, but I have to say I don't remember much from it because I saw it a long time ago. And this will probably be one that I'll have to go back and watch again. Because I really don't remember much from it. It's fantastic. It's got a... Yeah, I do remember thoroughly enjoying it. It's got a stellar cast. There's, It's one of those where they kind of... It goes over the entire police force. There's a ton of people in it. There's many converging storylines, which I like a lot, too. And we have... Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, Kim Basinger, James Cromwell, Danny DeVito, um, David um, Strathairn, David, I love him. Ron Rifkin. I mean, there's just a ton of people in this movie, and I just can't say enough about it. It's, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a great crime story. There's action there's mystery and i i think this is one of those movies where the writing is so good and the actors are so good that it was a huge success and it's a it's a great movie despite its director because i'm looking at the director's work after this Mm -hmm. what the hell happened he yeah he did well he's the director of eight mile which was probably his other really big movie. Yeah. Um, but other than that, not a whole lot. In In Her Shoes? Yeah. The Cameron Diaz movie? Well, oh, he did do the Too Big to Fail TV movie. Well. <laughs> so. Well. <laughs> he, he, he did Greg, he did an, Greg the Bunny. He, yeah. I was just going to say, he did an episode of Greg the Bunny, so... Uh, Things are all right with Curtis Hanson. He's doing good. I mean, the directing's good in that movie, but it's one of those movies where I think everything was there for him. Mm-hmm. It was That's it was I'm ready saying. to go. So yeah, it was pretty much just don't screw this up. Yeah, if you haven't seen *Ellie Confidential*, go out and watch it today. Let us know what you think. Is it worthy of ten out of ten? I would say absolutely. What's your one? Oh, we're all, we're one. also gonna do point <clears throat> fives. We could do and one. zeros because I have some zeros. Okay, so I think it's anything from zero to one. Yeah, anything from zero to one we'll put on the list. And I'm deciding we need to probably set some ground rules for it because there's so many varying degrees of horrible movie. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, and my movie, like last month when we did this, is kind of a, a cop out. I have a feeling that we picked the same movie. Uh, we might have. What what did, what did you pick? Birdemic. Yep, <laughs> that's what I picked. Yes, yes. <laughs> this movie is so stellarly bad 
that words <sighs> words cannot describe how horrible this movie mm-hmm. is. This yeah. might be worse than The Room. Yeah, I think it is. And this when, this movie is just terrible on so many different levels. When I was saying we need to set some ground rules, I was going to say what we can do is cuz there's bad and then there's like birdemic where it's so bad that it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I think we should allow those types of movies in cuz the room is so bad it's funny. Yeah. I I didn't want to go to this movie right away. This was sort of like my ace in the hole. Yeah, me too. <laughs> In the sense that if I couldn't think of one, I would just go to this. Yep. But because what I was thinking earlier when I was trying to come up with my movie was Slacker in honor of Bernie coming out this weekend, the new Richard Linklater movie. Mm -hmm. But I figured I already sort of talked about that movie and how much I hate it. And essentially I only watched 20 minutes of it. So it's slightly unfair, but at the same time, completely fair to put that movie in. Yeah, that was but, that was actually the other rule I was going to say. We have to have seen the movie because there was Oh yeah, there's tons of Yeah, there was a cu- there was a couple it's... that I was looking at like Super Babies 2. And I was like, man, that's got to be really bad, but I haven't seen it, so Yeah. That and that's what I thought. I was like, I don't know if that's completely fair cuz I only saw the first 20 minutes of Slacker, but that was enough to make me hate that movie more than I can, most movies well, I've it, ever seen. If it'll make you feel better, I can put it on my list for next month because I did <laughs> yeah. see the whole thing. Uh, and maybe I'll just force myself to see the whole thing just so I can do it's it. It's long, man. It's tough. Uh, it's tough. Uh, so, Birdemic, Shock and Terror. Where to start? I don't even know. I don't know where to... Th- First of all, let me start by saying there's a sequel in the works. Yeah, there, you're damn right there is. <laughs> The resurrection in 3D. If this, if this, I'm gonna say right now, if this is gonna be playing in the theater near me, I'm gonna go see it. Oh my god, yeah, I'm gonna have a flask in my jacket, and I'm just gonna let the terribleness wash over me. <laughs> yeah, the poster is amazing. I'm looking at, mm. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the poster right now. It's amazing. I want to know. I want to know who does it, because essentially, I mean, their topography is, their choice of font is just amazing. I love it. Classic Ariel. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Let me just say, James Nguyen, uh, con- Nguyen. Oh, is that his name? Nguyen. James Nguyen, please contact me. I'm a graphic designer, so I can help you out with that, with that next poster. I don't think, I... This poster is essentially like Helvetica. You can't make it better. You can try, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, it is it's perfect. It is pretty perfect. So, this is your classic story of We've seen it. We've seen it so many times before. Angry Bird, a platoon of eagle and vultures attack the residents of a small town. Many people died. It's not known what caused the flying menace to attack. Two people manage to fight back, but will they survive Birdemic? That's the mm-hmm. that's the IMDb synopsis. I feel, I feel like a kindergartner wrote that. Well, I have a feeling that James will. <laughs> yeah. Because that was one of the things when, I guess, when he was at Sundance. Uh, he had, like, a van that had, you know, a big banner on it. And it just says, why did the eagles and vultures attack 
attack with ED on the end of it. Oh, man. Well, he... I don't even... And it... <laughs> he was even handing out flyers from his van, adorned with stuffed birds, and he wrote the name of his movie wrong. <sighs> it said Bidemic. He forgot the R. <laughs> And oh, this is one of those things where some of the stuff is so, so bad that I, it's like I think that it's on purpose. I don't think it is on purpose, and I'll also, I'm amazed that this movie ha- is, like, okay, I, <laughs> I feel really, I feel really bad saying this, but we do, we do movie reviews, we do submissions, where people can submit their independent films to our site and we take a look at them and critique them yeah so i got one uh this week and it was so horrendous that i had no words for the guy like i don't want to throw him under the bus and be a dick but i have no words for him because it was so bad that there was nothing good about it. I couldn't say one good thing about it. And I know that his movie that he sent me will not get seen by anybody, probably other than the people that he sends it to. But Bert Demick, which is equally as bad, was seen by many, many people. Yeah. How'd that happen? And I just, I don't really understand how that happened. Now, I have a little, I have the trailer here, so... Yes. Let's give a listen to the Birdemic. So, now you got a big payday with a big stock option, huh? Yeah, I earned it. All those big deals I did with NCT. Woo-hoo! A million dollars of revenue and sales. Well, you've done a great job, Rod. Meet Rod. Hi. A young software salesman on his way to achieving his Silicon Valley dream. Thinking about opening uh, a tech company. Really? Mm-hmm. Meet Natalie. A beautiful young fashion model driven by passion. I remember you now. <laughs> You're in my English class. I was. Yeah. Throw true love into the equation and anything is possible. I was wondering if we can keep in contact. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. One That's... million dollars. In other news today, the population of polar bears is declining rapidly. Hi, my name is Jerry Owens. I'm from Solar Power Accessories. This morning, flocks of seagulls and crows were found dead in downtown San Jose and along Highway 101. Hey, I thought I told you to stand back. These birds are contaminated. The crows and seagulls also caused an accident on Highway 101. Quite enough. Go watch this movie. Just please watch this movie and tell us how bad you think it is because it's probably one of the worst movies in existence. I just want to go over some memorable quotes from the IMDb page. Ah, here we go. One is, I'm just tired of all the fucking killing in Iraq. Why can't we just give peace a chance? Powerful. Um, hey, look, there's an old guy on the bridge. <laughs> uh, where's Becky? She's taking a shit. Natalie is watching her back. <laughs> uh, 
and I love the fact that you know they hear about with Rod, the main character, at his job when they hear about their their businesses, uh, financial. Oh my God, that's, that's the best and they, scene. They they clap for what seems like an eternity. Minutes, yeah, just thirty minutes straight, and then it cuts. I think it cuts straight to the one guy playing with like an RC car. Yeah, I think so. It's just in the- uh, there's so so much about this movie that is at one point it's absolutely terrible, but at the same time it's just it's a joyous occasion to be seen. Yeah, it is. Such a train wreck. It has to yes. be seen. <laughs> and I have to say, the the way that I watched this, I watched this uh, in back in October when we had sort of like a freak snowstorm that came out of nowhere. So me and my wife head to the liquor store, of course, before we start watching this movie. Come back, we get snowed in, and we watch Birdemic, Shock and Terror. And it was it was a good time. Yeah, this is a great movie to watch with your friends. Mm-hmm. It's because it's just, and I told Ryan last night that I'm going to try to make him watch it at some point, but you know, n- normally we like to have some sort of reason for the movies we pick for him. And I don't, you I don't, don't know. Yeah. Movies. I don't know if there's ever going to be a reason to watch Birdemic. No, except when Birdemic Two comes out, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And I, it's it should be mentioned. James Wynn is known for creating the romantic thriller. He invented that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think I, I think essentially just by putting the two words together. Romantic thriller. He also did. He did a movie called Replica. Yeah, he did. He did a couple of things, which is unfortunate. Man. Julian Jack. But it, sh- it should also be noted that Birdemic 2, all the the original cast is back. Yeah, I did see that. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Alan Bag Rod. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible, terrible movie. Well, I think that does it. Let's. You want to go over some of our prediction results? Yes, hopefully I did better than you did. Last I think uh, yes. Yeah, I think you did better this week. I'm just really excited. It's really weird, and it. We should also state that we don't tell each other what our picks are before we record these. No, we don't. So they're they're a surprise. So it's odd that we both picked uh, a crime noir, and then we both picked Birdemic. Yeah. Okay. Let's go over some of the predictions that we had from last week first. Uh, the Raven, you said 20. I, <clears throat> I said 37. It opened with a 22. So that's, a, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's a win for you. Yes. Uh, safe, you said 42. I said 45. It ended up uh, with a 53. So that's a win for me right there. Damn it. Five-year engagement, you said 70. I said 86. It ended with a 64. So that's a win for you. Nice. Yeah, that didn't do nearly as good as I thought. I guess I was just thinking, like, forgetting Sarah Marshall and get him to the Greek were very highly reviewed, so I figured that one would be too. Not the case. No. Pirates, you said 88. I said 90. It ended with a 88. It's right on there. 
How about that? Nailed it. You were three for four that time. That's what we're talking about. Nice. Let's go over some of our predictions for next week. The big one, Avengers. A uh, quick question: Did they change the name of this movie? You mean like from the Avengers, like to Marvel's The yeah. Avengers? Well, I was reading on the Guardian, which I don't know if maybe it's different for the UK release, but it's called Avengers Assemble. No, I don't. I think that that's the tagline. Mm. Well, they were saying that that was the title, and they're talking about how it's the worst movie title ever. So I'm just wondering if it's just the UK it's thing. It's got to be. Yeah, it's because yeah. I, I didn't see anything about that being... Yeah, I couldn't find anything about it, it being called that in the U.S. No. Maybe because there's the other Avengers in the U.K. That's what it, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And I think that that's, they didn't want to cause any confusion with the uh, old TV show and terrible movie with Uma Thurman and... Was it t- Tim Roth? I think was the other guy. Yeah. So. Yes. What would you? What are you predicting with the Avengers? The Avengers. I think this is gonna be huge. I'm gonna go like a 92. Cause I know. Well, it's this. That's stuff. a tough one. Cause you know, you know, there's gonna be some. There's good, fanboys yeah. out there that are gonna be like, "Who's who's terrible?" Yep. There's gonna be haters. I, I should have predicted first, cause I would say 92. I'm gonna say I'll say 93. Ooh. Just to take the upper half. But I think that this movie is going to be huge as well. I'm extremely excited for it. Next week on the show, we're going to dedicate the show to the Avengers. And dedicate it to Hawkeye. Or what? what's his name? Is it Hawkeye? Yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Not the guy from MASH. No. Let it be known. Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. We also have the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. <laughs> Best title ever. Oh my god. On the title alone, I would give it... I'm going to say that one's going to be like a like a 71. Damn it, that's... I'll say 72. <laughs> Your predictions are so close to what I would guess. Alright, the next one I'll let you go. Mother's Day? Oh, I already saw this, so... You saw me. Wait... Didn't this come out already? Yeah, it came out on On Demand, I think, like a long time ago. It didn't get a... Th- I don't know what happened. It didn't get a theatrical release. This was actually a lot I, better than what I would think... That I, than what I, I thought. I thought I actually saw, like, trailers and stuff at the theater for this movie. It came out a long time ago, but I don't, I don't know what happened. Oh. Okay. This isn't what I was thinking of. Were you thinking of the original Mother's Day that came out in, like, 1973? No, 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 no. Which which Mother's Day is this that you're talking about that's coming out? It's the one with Rebecca de Mornay. Okay, okay. I was thinking of the movie, uh, I think it's called, like, Mother and Child or something. I thought they were, like, re-releasing it for Mother's Day. Oh, no. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Mother's Day. Is, is Mother's Day next weekend? Yeah. Oh, that's probably why they waited to release... The movie, then. So they're going to release Mother's Day. Sadistic members of a villainous family. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't mind this movie at all. So I'm going to say probably 55. Mm, It is hard when you go second. Yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to go 53. That's what it's currently at. (laughs) Really? So it's either going to... I think it'll probably either go up or down. I mean, then we have LOL. Miley Cyrus, Demi Moore. 94. 
<laughs> this is uh lol jk actually when i was looking when i was trying to get ideas for my one out of ten i was looking at imdb's bottom 100 and this is already on it <laughs> like number yes this is like number 23 on it already or something and you know what the unfortunate thing is is that of course we gave ryan the the nick fury movie to watch but there's almost times when i just want to give him this movie yeah like not tie it into something that's coming out just give him the movie that's coming out i want to see ryan's take on lol uh, it would be almost better to m- force him to go to the theater to see mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay i will pay for him to go see this so this i guess has been i guess either critics haven't seen this yet or they're not allowed or they've been embargoed so i'm gonna say this is a complete disaster i'm gonna say 13 percent. oh my god that's exactly what i was gonna say i'm gonna go with 17 well i think that's a show there we go for all the latest film news and reviews visit filmpulse.net and we want to hear your feedback send us an email at podcast at filmpulse.net or give us a call on our voicemail line at 850-391-6075 Also, please take a minute to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate that greatly. For FilmPulse.net, my name is Adam. And I'm Kevin. And we will see you on Tuesday for DVD and Blu-ray releases.